All right, well, again, it's a good morning to be here in the house of God. I'm so glad to be here. And um, I was going to say, unfortunately, I'm going to be uh, wrapping up our series on the three-part nature of man, the three-fold nature of man, which is mankind, whether you're male or female. And we're going to get in this today because we, we need to address each part so that we can walk in balance, so we can walk in victory, so that we can, uh, you know, have, have a life that's filled with God and um, so we can know exactly who we are and what we're supposed to do. 1 Thessalonians 5.23 in the Amplified Classic says, May the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through. May the God of peace separate you from profane things. May the God of peace make you pure and holy. W-H-O-L-Y, he wants us to be whole, wholly consecrated to God. And may the God of peace sanctify you and may your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved, sound and complete and found blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. God puts things in divine sequence God puts things in divine order. As we've studied, God's a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And because God is a spirit, and he made us in his likeness and his image, we know that we are spirits. And, and we know that um, we have a soul. We are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in the body. With my spirit, I contact God. I can't always feel him. I can't always make sense of you know, the ways of God, but I know right here and through the Word of God, we get renewed in the spirit of our mind, and we can connect with God and His principles and walk with Him every day, heart to heart. So it's with my spirit I contact God. It's with my spirit that I walk by faith. It's with my spirit that I develop in the, the fruit of the spirit and the authority of the believer. It's God wants us to operate out of our spirit first, renew our mind will and emotions, and he wants us to overcome temptations of our flesh because we've, our flesh has not been fully redeemed yet. Our spirit has been made in likeness of God and image his character. We've been born anew, born from above. Well, you must be born again. It traces all the way back to Adam's fall. But thank God, Jesus did everything he needed to do he, knew, he that knew no sin was made to be sin for us so we could be reconciled back unto God as we receive him. doesn't happen automatically. We have to receive what Jesus has already done for us in salvation. And then the word of God says we become reconnected with God. We become alive spiritually, and that simply means we're reconnected to God. There's, there's no more gulf between us and him. We have a heart-to-heart relationship with him. It's not just legally doing things. It's relationship and fellowship while we walk throughout this life. So it's with our spirit we contact God. It's with our mind that we contact the intellectual world or reason. And it's with our body that we contact this physical world. Our body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. Our body is like our house here on this earth. I'm not a body. I'm a spirit. My spirit and my soul live within my body. And the spirit of God lives in my spirit so that my body can, is his temple. Thank God he's only inside of us. And thank God early this morning I said, God, we need to be refilled today. 
How many would just say, Father, refill me with your Holy Spirit. Oh, thank you for refilling me, refilling me. The challenge that we see people that are dominated in taking care of their body, if you you just dominantly take care of your body, then your mind's going to be messed up and your spirit's going to be caged up. Then, then uh, we can be so intellectual, we can get into the ex- intellectual realm of reason. I love education, but some education tries to educate us out of the things of God. So, you know, learn what you need to learn, but leave all that secular humanism aside. And so we can walk in the spirit, not fulfill the lust of our flesh. So God put things in divine order. We are to first operate out of our spirit, then our soul, and then our body. Unless we deal with all three of, uh, of who we are, we can't be whole, we can't be balanced. We develop our spirit on the Word of God. It's, it's faith food. It's power to help that good work that happened on the inside of us to, to, to manifest in our life as we walk through <clears throat> life itself. And one of the reasons why today and, and a few times I've mentioned the Apostles' Creed is because the Apostles' Creed, you, you cannot develop your spirit on anything else but the living, powerful Word of God and, and, and the principles and the teachings of Christ. So as we, as we look at the Apostles' Creed today, can we all read it together? Do we have that? <clears throat> Do we have that, guys? Okay, here we go. Let's read it together. We'll, be, we'll begin with I believe. Ready? One, two, three. Let's read. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate. He was crucified. He died and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended to heaven and is seated at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there, he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the universal church, which is the church at large, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Stay with these principles. Stay with our foundational doctrines. Stay with the truth. It's a truth that sets us free and keeps us free. Thank God for the truth. Now today I just want to focus on the rest of our time three simple ways to conquer the world's influence We have three major enemies in this life. We've got the world and the influence of the world. And if we're not careful, we get sucked up into the world system. Uh, You know, we have to deal with business in the world, but I'm not of the world. I'm going to be acting differently. I'm going to talk differently. And I'm going to have an undertow of the Holy Spirit in my life to help keep me straight. And I want to renew my mind on the Word of God to help keep me straight. So... There's the enemy of the world, 
Did you know you have to fight the impulses of your flesh sometimes too? Right? How many wanted to get up this morning? But, excuse me. How many's bot? How many? How many's bot? I can't help. What am I saying? You know what I'm saying? Did your body want to get up this morning? I really could have hit snooze, and I said, "No, get up." And but but we'll we'll get in that in a minute. But uh, the word talks about there's the fruit of the flesh because our body's not. The price has been paid for it to be redeemed fully in the future. But right now, when we receive Jesus, the only thing that changed in our life was our spirit. Our spirit becomes new. And we have to do something with our mind. We've got to do something with our spirit. We've got to do something with our mind. We've got to do something with our body. So the, 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 world, the world and the world system is an enemy. Our flesh is an enemy that we've got to win every day over and, and then we, we have to contend with a, a fallen, defeated devil. And that's why we need to know our authority in Christ, because we'll always have those types of temptations, and we need to win every day. And we're going to say this a few times today, action is required. Three simple ways to conquer the world's influence, to, to, to walk in the spirit rather than the impulses of the flesh, to, to live a balanced whole and, and fulfilled life, fulfilling the will of God. First of all, like I just said, action is required. I, I read a quote by John Maxwell. He said, application is an everyday essential requirement for your personal growth. No matter how much you learn, no matter how much you reflect, no matter how much you write, no matter what you hear, no matter what you share, nothing happens without action. Faith without actions is dead. So we're, we're receiving the word today. We're receiving instruction from, uh, you know, from today. And, and, and we, we have the ability to walk in this, but we've got to get up and do it. Action is required. So first of all, to overcome these different things that I mentioned this morning, number one, we need to develop our spirit. We need to walk in the Spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of our flesh. Proverbs 18, 14 says, The strong spirit, the strong spirit, the strong spirit, the fed on the Word of God spirit, the spirit praying in the Holy Ghost, the spirit that feeds on the Word consistently, daily, the spirit that not only gets the word in the heart, but the spirit that speaks the word in their world. You know, I'm talking about a strong spirit. The strong spirit of a man or mankind includes all of us. The strong spirit will sustain us in bodily pain or trouble. But my goodness, but a weak and broken spirit, that's a spirit that has forgotten their identity in Christ. That's a spirit that uh, that's that's a spirit that that says you know everything's going fine right now. It doesn't take all that. I don't have to do everything. Pastor Cohen says. Well, that's I'm not saying you have to do everything, but I'm just, I highly suggest you do. Um, <clears throat> I wish I could dictate it to all of us. So I'm talking about a weak spirit that has no conversation, communication with God as our loving Father, as our best friend. That type of broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? 
There's been things I've gone through in my life I was more prepared than at other, other times. And when I, was very, when I was prepared because I was very strong in my spirit, even though later on, it, you know, I look back and realize how, how significant of a challenge that was, my strong spirit yielded to the Holy Spirit, overcame that situation. There are other times that maybe I, I was busy. I was getting my word in, getting my prayer in, doing what I needed to do. But when certain things hit, you know, I, I, it's more difficult to get through things when your spirit's weak than it is when it's strong, right? So at that time, you know, I, you know the biggest thing we need to do is get back in that word. Just, hey, shut yourself off a little bit as you can and, and, and get in that right position of a strong spirit. So the strong spirit of a man sustains him in bodily pain and trouble. But a weak and broken spirit, who can raise up or bear? Say it with me, I'm a strong spirit. But action is required. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scriptures God-breathed, given by divine inspiration, it's profitable. The word of God is profitable for instruction. The Word of God is profitable for conviction of sin. The Word of God is profitable for what? Correction of error and restoration to obedience for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, both. Publicly and privately, both. What? We're, I thought that was serious. Siri keeps talking at me. Both publicly and privately. You know, if, if I was up here ministering something I didn't live, my, my kids probably would have gone in a different direction rather than serve God and, and yielded to the call on their life. That's a strong word this morning. Maybe it convicts you. doesn't condemn you. This could be a new day. This could be a new hour. This could be a new way that you live and become, no matter what, you, you can become that person that is a good example rather than maybe what we've been in the past. Galatians 5.22 says the fruit of the Holy Spirit or the fruit of the Spirit that the Holy Spirit and His presence within us helps us to accomplish the part that's born again. Uh, what, what, what God placed on the inside of us when we are born again is love. He placed on the inside of us supernatural love, supernatural joy, peace that passes all understanding, gives us patience when we are about ready to hit our last nerve, gives us kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, meekness, humility, self-control, self-control, self-restraint, continence. Against such things there is no law to bring a charge. All these things are within us. But if we don't feed on the Word of God, we won't develop the fruit of the Spirit. We'll keep acting the way we've always acted even before we are saved. Because you've got three, three contenders in your life, the world, the flesh, and the devil. And all these, all these fruit are in the inside of us. We all have the potential to walk in them, but action is required. Galatians 5.16 says, my counsel is this, live freely, animated, motivated by God's Spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsions of selfishness, for there is a root of sinful self-interest in the flesh. 
that is at odds with the free spirit that's been born again. Just as the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness, which is in our flesh, these two uh, ways of life are contrary to each other so that you cannot live at times one way and at times the other, uh, another way according to how you feel in your body or any given day. Why don't you, your spirit, choose to be led by the spirit and then escape the erratic compulsions of a law-dominated existence in the flesh? So Paul was having a struggle, flesh and his spirit. And, and I think right there he, he was leaning a little bit more toward his flesh because he said, you know, the, he said, I really, it, you know, these are at conflict with each other, but if you'll need another, another verse, but Christ gives us victory. But we can walk. We can walk in the spirit and overcome the dictates of the flesh. And, and oh, I thank God that in every situation we can turn to the greater one on the inside of us and he can help us act right when we're going to act wrong. We've got the right nature now. To walk in the Spirit is to walk in new life. To walk in the Spirit is to walk away from the old life of bondage and different ideals of the world and wrong people, places, and things, and systems or ideas of salvation by religious rituals. So thankful that uh, I read this quote by Watchman, Watchman Nee, and he said, Our old history ends with the cross. Our new history begins with the resurrection. We are born again, and we have a fresh start. We were born again, we have a fresh start. But if we don't develop our spirit, manage our mind, we'll be out of control in our body. That's why, you know, addictive recovery centers without Christ and his word. I like the principles you can learn. Combine that with the word. Combine that with the Holy Spirit. Now you've got something going for you. It's with the Spirit that we walk by faith and not by sight. It's the, it's, it's the Spirit of man that gets born again. It's born of the Spirit is your spirit. It's with the Spirit that we yield to the power of the Holy Spirit to overcome any challenge we face. It's with the Spirit that we receive correction and direction. You know, it takes a strong spirit to take correction and direction. If your spirit's not strong, your mind is going to flip out on you because somebody just corrected you, and your body's going to say, say what? The greater we walk in the spirit, you know what? The greater we'll get along with people, and the more teachable we will be, and the more humility we'll walk in. It's with the spirit of man that we believe God. It's with the spirit of man that we pray. It's with the spirit of man that we walk in the fruit of the spirit so we don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. It's with the spirit of man that we walk in the authority of the believer. It's with the spirit of man that we walk by faith and not by sight. It's with the spirit of man that, that, we can, that contains our conscience. And with, when our conscience is fed on the word of God and, and sensitive, then God's able to speak to us through our, our conscience. And, and our conscience is, like, is, is the voice of our spirit. If we can just go out and do anything everybody else is doing wrong, our, and, and we are born again, we're not listening to our conscience, or our conscience is not sensitive right now. But every time we come to these venues, and every time we get into the Word, and every time we pray, you know, if we'll, be, we'll be sensitive to, 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 to keep our conscience clean and our conscience right. Then when we start to go in a wrong direction, our, our spirit will be grieved. It'll pick up. 
with the Spirit of God is great. You know what? It, it, we are one spirit with the Lord. And I tell you what, when we walk with a sensitive conscience, uh, walking by the leading of the Holy Spirit, we're going to walk towards something that grieves Him. We'll pick it up and we won't go in that direction. But action is required. It's with the spirit of man that we worship God. It's with the spirit of man that, uh, that God placed a sense of eternity in us. Number two, action is required. We need to keep developing our spirit. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, his way of doing and being right, and everything else will be added to us. Number two, do something with your mind. As the mind goes, the body follows. An unrenewed mind is a hugely dangerous thing. A weak spirit, unrenewed mind, you'll, you'll be a, a carnal Christian. What does that mean? Ruled by your flesh, ruled by your emotions, out of control in your mind. As a man thinketh, so is he. How you thinking? Your soul, the mental part of our, our being, didn't automatically change either. We have to renew the word, Hebrews 4.12. I want to prove to you that the, the, the spirit and the soul, they're not the same thing. Because it can be divided by the word of God. So the thing about it is we get a heart filled with the word of God, even if our mind is trying to think differently, then we're renewed in the spirit of our mind, and our mind and our spirit can connect, and we can put down things of the flesh, win the battle of our mind, and we can not just survive in this time, but we can thrive in this time. Hebrews 4.12 says the word of God and last week we talked about not just the Word of God, but the God of the Word. With the Word of God, the Word of God is living, active, full of power, making it operative, energizing, and effective. The Word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. The Word of God even penetrates as far as the division of the soul and the spirit. You know, we call ourselves going out into our community to win souls, but really it's to win spirits. Because it's the spirit of man that it gets born again. So, I mean, you know, it's just uh, a little bit of different terminology there. Don't, don't, don't judge anybody that says, hey, let's go, you know, win some soul. By the way, um, you know, every single day I'm on the watch for people to invite them to church, to pray with them. Uh, and, I, man, I had, I, had, I had a supernatural encounter this past week of a gentleman that was so kind of a gentleman that uh, went to church, but of a gentleman that was in, in religion but had no relationship. And God allowed me, and this gentleman allowed me to pray for him and with him, and he's now born again. So I went out in my world this week. I wasn't fishing. I was catching. <laughs> Say with me, I'm a catcher. What does that mean? Listen. I, 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 it's my dream that all of you have some sort of invite testimony this week. Now, I was praying over those seeds. I said, God, rain upon those seeds. And I thank you for those seeds multiplying. And I thank you, God, for drawing those uh, folks to the house to get born again. Lester Summerall said, 
No, wait a minute. Before he said, the word, God, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating far as the division of the soul and the spirit, the completeness of a person. Say with I'm a spirit. I have a soul. I live in this body. And both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature. The Word of God exposes and judges the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. Wow. So if you think I'm checking you out today, no, the Word of God is. And the Holy Spirit is. Lester Summerall said, again, we're, we're, action is required. We talk about let's develop our spirit, let's develop our soul. Lester Summerall says, the soul is a servant and must not rule. The soul, the mind, the will, and emotion, it is a useful servant, but a destructive master. We all know what it's like with living, living with an unrenewed mind. There's no peace in our soul. I say this often. I say the best days of my life is when I'm consistent. I'm feeding on the Word, talking to my Father, hanging around you good folks, and doing what we do to keep our spirit strong, renewing our mind on the Word of God, and dominating our body. 2 Corinthians 10.3, say with me, action is required. In other words, I can't do this for you. I have to do this for me. And, and, and I'm helping you in the way that the word's going forward. and helps, It's helping renew your mind. But action is required when you leave this place. Don't just forget the word and forget the lesson. Because it will do you no good. 2 Corinthians 10, 3 through 6 says, For though we live in the world, we don't wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, they have divine power. The Word of God has divine power. The name of Jesus has divine power. The Holy Spirit has divine power. The blood of Jesus has divine power, right? All these things have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments. That's what we're talking about is strongholds that have built up so strong in our soul that we need supernatural help and power. We demolish arguments. I like that. Demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. In other words, we demolish every thought. We win the battle of mind every day. We renew our mind in the Word. We keep our spirits strong in any word that's contrary to the Word of God. We're going to demolish it with the name of Jesus. It's not by might nor by power, but by the Spirit of God. <clears throat> we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And listen, we take... My watch has said, are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm great, by the way, yes. I don't know why it's talking to me. Anyway, we take captive. Who, who takes captive your thoughts? Action is required. We take captive how many thoughts? Every thought to make it obedient to Christ, who is the Word. And we 
are ready to punish every disobedience once our obedience is complete. So the, the first thing is we're going to keep uh, maintain a strong spirit. We're going to do something with our mind, which is renewing our mind on the Word. And we're going to cast down imaginations. We are all fighting the battle of our mind every single day. And we need to be consistent, instant, in season and out of season. Some people say, wow, I'm going to just go to the hospital and different places. I'm going to cast out the devil. Well, how about, how about casting out his thoughts from your mind? That'd be great. That's part of what we do. That's, that's a big part of what we do. And, I'm not, and we can help people that are oppressed or, or, or what the enemy's trying, trying to snag or has snagged. The Great Commission says that you'll cast out devils. And... and I'm not saying you have a devil. I'm just saying that any thought contrary to the word of God is devil-based. Any thought that aligns with the word is God-based. If you don't know the, the word and all the apostle creed and all the different things from the word of God, how do you know what's right? How do you know what's wrong? I'll tell you what, an unrenewed thought got you in trouble at some point. Got me in trouble at some point. You know what, every time, every time that, 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 maybe I shouldn't say every time, but the majority of time that something negative happened to me is because I didn't listen. Action is required. The Christians and Men's Network, I'm just studying for brave men, brave guys, bring your friends, bring your teens Let's get into this environment because something, just like the ladies when they get together, something happens when the men get together. It is just amazing. And it's miraculous. Our, I mean, the room is just, I mean, just, just a bunch of brave men. And we're not, not afraid to share. We're not afraid to talk. If you don't want to talk, you just sit there and, and enjoy and receive. Please come. But the Christian Men's Network says every day we are bombarded with hundreds of thousands of messages. Isn't that true? The equivalent of 140, I don't know. Anyway, the equivalent of 174 newspapers. I really know this doesn't apply. How many actually read a paper newspaper? Raise your hand if you're sure. No one. I mean, like, newspaper, what? Well, but I mean, think about reading 174 of them, and that's just sort of like thoughts we have to manage every day. It's not a hard battle, really. When you're, when you're filled with the truth, your spirit's strong, you, you know, that's a foolish thought. In the name of Jesus, shut up and get out of here. Now, I don't say that in public. I do say it privately. I'm conducting kingdom business everywhere I go. Because when, when you go into some places... When you go into some college campuses, you sense predominantly what's going on, on that campus because thoughts are coming at you of what that school and behind the school, what that's all about. We hear hundreds of opinions, hundreds of negative news reports. That's a lot of traffic across our mind. But thank God we have authority. In the name of Jesus and through the power of the word of God to, to, to manage our thought life, our soul. 
Our mind, our will, our emotions are subject to change by the powerful Word of God and, and, and the spoken Word of God and managing our mind and casting down imag- imaginations and wrong thoughts in the name of Jesus. Get out of here. I bind that thought. A lot of bad things have happened to good people when they didn't renew their mind. There's been people, again, we are a spirit, we have a soul, we live in a body. Uh, you know, God forbid, but I've had, in our course of our life, there's, there's been some folks that have committed suicide. And one of the greatest reasons reason why is because, well, they were going through something severe, but but they, they didn't manage their mind, and the enemy got them to buy into a lie. He says, you're not worth it. Better for you not to be here. Easier for you to get through this thing if you just go ahead and take, take your life. And before some of you are con- feel condemned or, uh, or you're wondering, oh, my gosh, I know that person committed suicide. And I love what Dad Hagen said. Christians that take their life doesn't necessarily mean they, they, they went to hell because the same way you can get sick in your body and sometimes, you know, that, that, that what's happening in your body sort of takes over and you slip out to heaven. But thank God, as soon as you slip out to heaven, you're healed. But just like you can get sick in your body, you can get sick in your mind and sometimes some People do things they don't even know what they're doing. Don't let anybody condemn you like 100%. But cast down that imagination. Renew your mind on the Word of God. Romans 12, 2, do not be conformed to this world. Remember, that's part of the enemy. Don't be conformed to this world. How, 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 Are we not conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs? Here it goes. You, you can be not conformed with the world by being transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually by what? Renewing of your mind. Action is required. Focusing on godly values, ethical attitudes, so that you may prove for yourself what the will of God is, that which is good, that which is acceptable, that which is the perfect will of God. Action is required. So first of all, what we say today, we say we have got to do something with our spirit. We need to make sure that we daily work on our spirit so we're strong in our spirit, right? Then we say we better manage our our mind because as the mind goes, the body follows. So we've got now, we're taking care of our spirit. We're strong in the Lord, the power of His might. We're renewing our mind on the Word of God. Action is required. I can't do that for you. can't go with you today and say, stop saying that, stop thinking that, stop. You know, you can do it for yourself, and you need to do it for yourself, because there will be moments that you're by yourself, and that's when the goofiest thoughts try to come across our mind. Thank God we have a renewed mind. And then finally, do something with your body. I'm going to say it again, your body did not change when your spirit was born again. And we can see this in Galatians chapter 5. We, we read 
the fruit of the Spirit that comes on the inside of a born-again person. Now we're going to talk about your flesh, and your flesh, your flesh has the potential of doing these things if you don't keep it under control. Strong spirit, strong mind, dominate your body. Galatians 5.19 says, Now the doings or the practices or the fruit of the flesh, the part of you that did not get born again, they're very clear and obvious. Your flesh wants to walk in immorality, impurity, indecency, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife. When I know there's, when strife's going on, people are in the flesh. Man, we need to be someone that brings peace to the matter and not yield to that, 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 that division, divisive spirit. Because you're yielded to the flesh, because we're yielded to the flesh. Idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger. When people show out, that means their flesh is dominating. Ill-tempered. You ever have somebody say, what's, what's ailing you? What's, what ills you? You ever heard that? How about selfishness? How about divisions, dissensions, a party spirit, factions, sects, sect? That's always been wonderful for me to say. Not S-E-X, it's sects. Say that three times real fast. No, don't do that. How many know that the flesh can also yield to peculiar opinions, heresies? It can be envious, drunk, putting on a drunk stupor, carousing, and the like. And I warned you beforehand, just as I did previously, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. You are not walking in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit if you're walking in the flesh. You forfeited the kingdom. You forfeited being right with God. You forfeited, you know, having a joy that's unspeakable, full of glory, a peace that passes all understanding. Why? Because you're feeding your flesh. You're doing all the impulses of the flesh and realize you're a spirit. Take care of your spirit. Take care of your soul. And now you dominate your body every day. What's required? Action is required. Our born-again spirit must Learn how to renew its mind so we can dominate our flesh. As we keep looking in the mirror, we can do life with a clear and godly attitude and a clear and godly identity. Because people don't know their spirit and and get born again and and because people don't realize I need to control the thoughts in my mind and receive the good ones cast down, take captive, put them in jail in the name of Jesus. Every thought that's not in line with the word. And then if it's a weak spirit, unrenewed mind, dictate to your flesh, start taking over and you yield to it, that's when you begin to have an identity crisis and the world fills you with all kinds of whacked ideas of who you are. I know who I am. I'm born again. I renew my mind on the Word. I dominate my body. I walk in the Spirit so I don't fulfill the lust of what my flesh wants to do. I'm telling you, I wish every youth, every child, every adult would get this message Because now you can see clearly, my goodness, no wonder why these things happened. No wonder why I lost my peace. No wonder why I miss in in this particular thing that I can't stand. It's in my body, and I got a struggle between my spirit and my body. Whoever you feed the most is going to win. 
Let me just mention one more thing as we conclude. You've got to choose what you hear. That has to do with words and what you're hearing. Most people don't understand how hearing repeated words, phrases on, or songs can influence them. What you allow yourself to hear will affect the way you live. The words that we hear are not neutral. They're, they have the power to shape our thoughts and shape our decisions. Jesus placed emphasis on guarding our heart, guarding our hearing. Mark 4.24 said, you better take heed what you hear. Think carefully about what you're hearing. Pay attention to what you're hearing and listening to. The words we expose ourselves to can either build our faith or destroy it. This includes news this includes social media. This includes casual conversations. This includes very much so. No wonder why our young people are listening. The enemy thrives on, on, on whatever, whatever kind of music that is present in the day and trying to feed our youth a bunch of lies. If we don't teach them what I taught you this morning, we don't act on that. That's why they're doing what they're doing. So we need, to, we need to set the right tone in our house, by the way. There are faith-draining and faith-building words trying to enter our thought life every day. Choose wisely what you allow yourself to hear. Action is required. There's no such thing as a neutral song, a neutral conversation, or a neutral word. No wonder why the word says in Proverbs 4, the ways of right living, the, the ways of right living, people glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter they shine, but the road of the wrongdoing gets darker and darker. Travelers can't even see a thing. They fall flat on their faces. Dear friend, listen well to my words. Tune your ears to my voice. Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live, really live, body and soul. They're bursting with health. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all sideshow distractions. Watch your step, and the road will stretch out smooth before you. Look neither to the right nor to the left. Leave evil in the dust. How do you do that? Strong spirit, actions required. Strong soul, actions required. Dominate your body. These are three simple ways to conquer the flesh, the world, and the devil. In the name of Jesus, Father, thank you for your word today. I receive that. I, action is required. I'm going to do this word with your help and your grace and your strength. Oh, Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. Thank you. In the name of Jesus, every head bowed, every eye closed, no one looking around. If you're here today, you're not, you, you, you maybe have heard some of these things for the first time or it was watered and you got a greater hold of it, but no matter what, I, I want to I ask you today, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven? In other words, are you born again? Have you received the life and nature of God? Have you received Jesus? Have you, have you taken him as your Savior and declared him as your Lord? If you have not, I'm going to pray a prayer of salvation that's going to uh, cover these situations. And the Spirit of God, if you are not right or if, you, or if you're not 
connected to God properly. God's drawing you by the Holy Spirit. That's what's happening. You say, what's going on with me? I, I, well, respond to the Word. Respond to the Word. Action is required. Want to get to heaven? Action is required. Want to have a strong spirit? Action is required. You want to have a, a mind that's managed well and peace that passes all understanding, chastisement, our peace was upon Him. Action is required, and you have to uh, dominate your body and its impulses by walking in a born-again spirit. If that's you, say, Pastor Cohen, I don't even know. Would you include me in this prayer? Go ahead and lift up your hand right now. Say, Pastor Cohen, that's me. I'll include me in this prayer. As a sign of your faith, act on the word today. Actions are required. You can't passively go toward these things. Let's all pray this general prayer first, all of us. Say, God. I ask you to forgive me for not being as strong as I needed to be, for not renewing my mind as I ought to, and for yielding to my flesh when I shouldn't have. I ask you to forgive me. I receive your forgiveness and cleansing from all unrighteousness. I rededicate my life to you in the name of Jesus. Help me to walk out these words today. In the name of Jesus. Now I'm going to shift into a prayer of salvation to be born again. Let's all say this together. Say, God, I believe Jesus is your son. I believe he died on the cross for all of my sins. I believe on the third day you raised Jesus from the dead. Jesus, you're alive. What you did, you did for me. Jesus, I receive you in my life, in my spirit. I take you as my Savior, and I proclaim with all boldness that Jesus is Lord.